Good morning. There we go. Good morning. It's so good to see you this morning. It's great to be with you. Um, I want to tell you we're kicking off a series on money, and I'm so glad you're here. And uh, we're <laughs> uh, so many times when people see anything like that, they kind of don't want to hear about it. But um, it's, it's amazing how often Jesus talks about it, about our treasures, about our money and things like that. Um, in the next week or so, uh, you, will probably be, you will be receiving a letter from our uh, chair of finance, Bob May, that describes our, um, our budget and our opportunity to give and commit to this ministry for next year. And uh, in that letter will be a, a commitment card. And uh, if you don't get a letter, we'll have extra ones here. But um, there is a, a commitment card. And the last Sunday in October, we're going to ask you to make your commitment to prayerfully consider how you can support the ministries that we do here at Richmond Hill United Methodist Church uh, through your tithes and your offerings. And uh, so you'll have that opportunity. And so we're going to talk about money for the next couple of weeks. And I know all of you are so excited. Um, it's actually, um, this is great. Um, this, this month, um, we will be specifically learning about how God desires to bless you and how um, we can be rich in what matters the most. And uh, this series originated with, um, with Andy Stanley some 15 or so years ago in a book that he wrote um, called Be Rich. But the, the points are so powerful and empowering that they will totally change your lives. It has to take a, we have to make a mental shift when it comes to how we uh, focus on money. So why talk, about, why talk about money? Well, so many of us go through life wanting more of it, don't we? I want more money. I need more money. Um, we think that if we just had more stuff or more things, more money, then we'd be happy. If I just made a little bit more or had a little bit extra, then, I, then I'd be happier. It's the if-only syndrome we fall into um, so easily. If only I had this or if only I had what they have and things like this, the, the problem of comparison. But the problem is we don't realize that what we have isn't who we are. Our possessions don't identify us as who we are. Instead of trying to get rich, we've got to realize that we already are rich and that it's time for us to be rich in what matters most. And uh, that takes a mental shift in our minds. So I know some of you are objecting. You're saying, well, I'm not rich. You say, I don't have anything. Well, we're going to look at that in just a moment um, in a little more depth. So how many of you um, hope to be rich when you grew up? How many of you are young enough you hope you're going to be rich when you grow up? Yeah, okay, okay. I'm going to make sure. I was thinking, gosh, a bunch of liars. Um, nobody, you know, I thought, I thought being rich, when I was growing up, I thought being rich was you had a, a roller skating rink in your basement. And if you live in Richmond Hill, you don't even know what a basement is. You had a swimming pool in your backyard and you drove a convertible. And I was like, yes, why? I have no idea. Why was that rich to me is because I didn't have any of those things. Um, I didn't have a, a skating rink or a bowling alley or a movie theater in my basement. I didn't have a swimming pool. I didn't have a convertible. And, um, but I just, I guess it's because we, we think rich is something that we don't have. And so we strive to get it. Do you know somebody who's rich? I mean, don't point at them, but do you know somebody who's rich? You all, obviously we do. Um, we look at them and, and we see the way they spend their money. And you go and you say something like, you know, God... If I had their money, I'd be so much better at being rich than they are. And we just think I would be so much better at it. But, um, but the deal is, if, if I were to ask you to raise your hand if you're rich, we, we probably wouldn't want to. We feel embarrassed. And um, the truth is, none of us want to be honest enough to admit that we are rich already. 
So how many here are, would you describe yourself as just filthy, crazy rich? You're just stinking rich. And nobody raises their hands. It's, uh, you know, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you feel bad in just a little bit. But um, I was also going to ask the ushers to notice where you were sitting. But um, and make sure that plate goes by a couple of times. Um, what's interesting to me is everybody wants to be rich, but when you do ask them if they are, there is this, they're like ashamed of it. They don't want anybody to know. It's just interesting to me. Even more interesting is uh, there are a lot of people who are rich that don't even know it. And I would bet that's where many of us sit. And if, I were to ask, if you were to ask them, walk up to them and says, you know, what does it feel like to be rich? They'd look at you with this blank stare on their face and go, uh, I don't know, I'm not rich. And you're like, sure you are. And they no, I'm not rich. And now they're rich and they're rich and they're rich. But not me, I'm not rich. Because we, we don't know where the rich line is. We don't know the point when we actually become rich. We think it's always somewhere off in some other place. But the problem is, uh, we are rich, but we don't know where that line is. So you think, you know, what if, what, if, what if you did know where that was? You had an identifying mark, and you said, well, when I get paid the 15th of this month, I'll be crossing the line. I'll be rich. And all of a sudden, you just arrive, and you're there, and you go, woohoo, look here, I'm rich. I'm doing great. I crossed the line. But the truth is, when you cross this imaginary line, you get to the other side, then you look back, and you go, whoa, 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 somebody moved the line. It's further than I thought it was. I thought, I thought that once I got here that I would be rich, but now it's like way over there and I can't get there. I have to, now I have to do something else. I have to work harder. And now what I want to do over the next several weeks is believe that many of you who are, are going to wake up one day and you're going to realize that you've crossed the line. Actually, you've crossed it some time ago. And you're going to realize that you are rich and now you need to learn how to be rich in what matters the most. In, um, in a way that honors God uh, with your wealth. Our foundation text today um, is, for this series actually is found in 1 Timothy chapter 6, um, verses 17 to 19, where Paul is giving some advice to Timothy. And um, I think the question of it is asked, how do you help people who are rich be good at being rich? And um, so we're going to look at what Paul told Timothy, uh, beginning verse 17. He says this, and you all follow along. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with what? Say it again. Everything. Why? For our? So God richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Notice it didn't say he provides you with everything for you to feel guilty or ashamed of what you have. No, it's for our enjoyment. It's so we can honor him. I hope this is speaking to you this morning. And I hope you see the warning in here too. Don't be arrogant. In other words, don't think it's all because of you. Everything that you have acquired is because of you. Now, yes, you've worked hard. Yes, you've been faithful. Yes, you've lived beneath your means. You've invested well. But ultimately, you have to recognize that everything you have is a gift from God. Everything you have is a gift from God. Your talent, your abilities, your mind, your life, the air you breathe, every blessing comes from God. Everything you have comes from God. And every blessing 
that we don't turn back to praise has the potential to turn into pride. I want to say that again. Every blessing that we don't turn back to praise has the potential to turn into pride. Hear the warning. Don't be arrogant. Don't put your hope in wealth, but put your hope in God, who richly provides everything for your enjoyment. Now, Paul continues in verse 18. Follow along, and I'm going to ask you to help me out here. So, command them to do what? To do good. To be rich in what? In good deeds. So, command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds. And how do we do this? It says, and to be generous and willing to share. That is how we do it. Verse 19, it says, In this way, in our willingness to be generous and willing to share, in this way we lay up treasure for ourselves, for themselves, as a firm foundation for the coming age. Why? So that they may take hold of life that is truly life. That's really what we're searching for. It's not riches. It's not wealth. We want life that is truly life. But we've been duped into thinking that life that is truly life is making a lot of money. But it's not. So help the rich people be good at being rich to make a difference, to be rich in what matters most. Now, we don't know exactly where the rich line is, but let's put some things in perspective, okay? So Gallup did a survey, and a study, asking people, how much would you need to earn to be rich? And I want you to think of a number in your head. How much would I need to make in order to be rich? Now, I know you've ridden down the interstate, and you've seen the lottery things, and you go, gosh, if I just won half of that, I would be okay. I would be all right, because they're only going to give you half of it if you win it all. Anyway, so they ask a, they ask a group of people. <laughs> you got the number in your head? You got your, you got your salary in mind? They asked a group of people who made $30,000 a year what rich looked like. And you know what they said? $74,000. Some of you are like, what? Some of y'all are going, yeah. I know, $74,000 sounds like a, month, a lot of money. But and there's folks of you sitting here today going, well, I need to go talk to them because I'm like, mm, that's not rich. You can barely make it on $74,000 and live in America, much less Richmond Hill. So Gallup asked those making $50,000 a year, and their average response was 100 grand. Six digits. If I could make six figures, I'd be rich. And again, those of you who are making $100,000 or more, you don't feel rich. I mean, you're thinking, I got teenage drivers, I got college tuition, I got private school, I got dance, I got travel ball, I got braces, and then I got braces again. What is up with that? I don't know. You see, it's hard to determine where the rich line is. Are you following me? Because it seems to keep moving out and moving out. Gallup asks the top income earners, those who make $200,000 a year, and their response, you know what it was? $5 million. Well, duh. I mean, wouldn't you hate to be just struggling by on $5 million? Man. But what's funny about this is that you ask the poor guy that only makes $2 million a year, are you rich? He's going to tell you what? No. He's going to tell you no. Because the line keeps moving. And the challenge is if we don't feel rich, we keep trying to get rich. And then we will never be good at being rich. Not in what matters most anyway. 
Now, before, you, before we continue, I have some good news and some bad news. Um, are you ready? This is going to challenge you. I have some good news and some bad news. The good news is you are rich. And you're like, I knew it. All you kids are looking at your parents. Yes, I knew it. We are rich, and that's good news. But because you are rich, you, you are rich because you have rich people opportunities. You have things that you can do that people who are not rich cannot do. You have kids who you can expose to books and libraries. You can take them to the zoo or Disney World. They can play sports. They can dance. They can take music lessons. You can buy them their instruments. You can get their teeth straightened two times. You can have, have them operated on. You have all these things. You have this wealth of things, of these opportunities around you. It's amazing. And you can even save time with your money. Instead of washing your own car, you can pay five bucks and have it done and save 30 minutes. You can even afford to buy somebody else's meal if you wanted to. And probably wouldn't even miss it. But here's the deal. When you realize this is all a gift from God, that he has blessed you in a very significant way, it changes your heart. And how you, how the things that you do with your money, how you use your money, what you're capable of, changes. You can make an impact for the kingdom because God has blessed you so great. Solomon said this in Ecclesiastes 5.19. He says, Moreover, when God gives someone wealth and possessions and the ability to enjoy them, to accept their lot and be happy in their toil, this is a gift from God. To realize you are rich and be happy in that fact, it is a gift from God. Every single one of you has been blessed by God. Now, I want to let that soak in. You need to internalize this and genuinely believe that you are rich. You still don't believe me. The global rich list. You can Google this. Global rich list. Um, if you make $33,000 a year, you're in the top 1% of wage earners in the world. Did you know that? That kind of puts things in perspective, doesn't it? You think, gosh, I... I can't remember. I remember first starting out, I didn't make $33,000 a year. And I thought I was doing pretty good. Because I probably was. If you make $80,000 a year or more, that moves you in the top one-tenth of one percent of wage earners in the entire world. You are 99.9% .9 wealthier than all the other human beings on this planet. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. You, it puts everything in perspective. And I know some of you are still pushing back. You think of, I want you to think about this. You know, you know when you're driving home in your, in your car with the air conditioner running and you're going to your climate-controlled house while you're uploading pictures on your cell phone from the delicious lunch you just had while you were eating out and you tip the waitress really, really nice, you're doing okay. I mean, you're doing okay. And when people from developing countries talk about rich people, which is about 3 billion people, um, you say, well, how would you describe a rich person? They say, well, they own a car, a car. And some of them have a house. And some are so rich that they have more than one car. And some are even so wealthy that they build houses for their cars. And some of them have so many clothes that they build a room just for their clothes. 
Some of them have rooms for their shoes, too, but we won't go that far. Some of them are so wealthy, they have a her room for her clothes and a his room for his clothes. Are you understanding what I'm talking about here? We have even... We've overdone it completely. There's, and, and please hear me, there is nothing wrong with having those things. God has blessed you and you have those things. Count them as a blessing. Notice what they are. But don't be arrogant. Don't forget who gave you all these things and give him praise. God wants you to be rich, to be good at being rich. And all the things that, that go along with that. And it starts with you confessing that you are. Can we try that? I want you to say this. If you can, I mean, it may, this may hurt really bad. But will you confess, I am rich? Will you say it? I am rich. How'd that feel? It's kind of like taking medicine, wasn't it? It's, it doesn't feel good coming out right at first. It just, but I tell you, confession is the beginning of revival. And uh, we start seeing it come out. So that's the good news. You are rich. Now, you ready for the bad news? Here's the bad news. You are rich. It's the good news and it's the bad news. You see, one of the greatest spiritual disadvantages that you have is that you are rich. Remember when Jesus encountered the rich guy and he came and, and he said, I want to follow you. And what did Jesus say to him? He says, go and sell all you have. Give your possessions to the poor and then come follow me. And it says the young man went away sad because he had a lot of stuff. And he couldn't part with his stuff, and that just tore him up. You see, God is not opposed to you having wealth. Listen, but what God is opposed to is when wealth has you. And that's the crux of this message today. The good news is you're rich, but are you possessed by your wealth? Does it control you? I want to share with you three challenges very quickly that we have as rich people. When you're rich, it's hard for you to depend on God. It's actually harder for you to depend on God. Most of us don't worry about our daily bread, yet we pray, give us this day our daily bread, and we pray it, but we really don't worry about it. we got a pantry full of food. We don't, we're not stressed about that at all. We don't need God for that. So it is, that's one way that we are, it's harder for us to depend on God. There are people all over this world that pray that prayer and earnestly need God to provide their daily bread. The second thing, our wealth distracts us from um, true priorities. You know, if you're a follower of Christ, you have, you have agreed that the fellowship of believers, a gathering for worship in church is a priority. But some are, some are so rich that we barely make it to church once a month because we have so many opportunities. And God has blessed us so much. Third thing, we need to understand that with our wealth, we have a greater responsibility. God has blessed you to be a blessing. In other words, as the scripture says, to whom much is given, much is required. I know this is speaking to some of you. It speaks to me um, about what do I do with all that I have. Because a lot of us use our wealth on ourselves. Paul wrote the command. He, said, he wrote, command those rich people to be rich in good deeds and to be generous and willing to share, then they will lay up treasures for themselves and have life that is truly life. It's the then, after the generosity, after the willingness to share all that God has already blessed us with. You know, 
Maybe your prayer will be this. Maybe it'll be, Lord, I confess that I am rich, but I'm really bad at it. Will you teach me, lead me, change me to be rich in what matters most? Let's pray.